Good afternoon. I would like to welcome you all for attending today, especially all participants that are coming from uh, different sides of the world. Our session today is really interesting. Uh, we'll be talking with uh, Firas Mghamis, Managing Director of uh, Firma Queen. Uh, we'll be discovering more about the e-commerce. But before we start, I would like to uh, really emphasize on some house. You can raise your hand in the QAA section for live questions. We will have one poll today just to get feel about e-commerce status that you are in. And this session is recorded and will be streamed on YouTube live. Uh, my name is Rudy Shushani. Uh, I'm a digital transformation specialist. This is another series of digital transformation. Today's topic again is e-commerce. And first, please don't forget to join us at our WhatsApp group. I will be sharing it throughout the session. The more you are on uh, WhatsApp or uh, on our social medias, the more you, we can communicate better and you'll be notified accordingly. I'd like to welcome Firas Mghamis, the Managing Director of Firma Queen and CEO of FlagM. Firas, I think today you are in uh, Saudi Arabia uh, and I forgot the name of the city. So <laughs> uh, you, you're yeah. going to manage this. <laughs> Just let me stop sharing. Please introduce yourself and introduce Firma Queen. All right. Hi, Rudy. Hello, everyone. A lot of familiar faces. Actually, I'm in Riyadh. So if you heard of it, it's, it's a huge city. <laughs> now you told me another word. No, you asked me about the building behind me. It's uh, the Sulaymaniya Tower. So ah, it's okay. not uh, the city. So anyways, hello. I'm, I'm pleased to be here with you. And uh, I really like the logo behind you. I know that uh, Firma Queen did it. So yeah, we can be a bit, uh, we can take pride of it. And uh, thank you for... We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> okay. A quick brief about myself. I founded Firma Queen, which is a hybrid creative agency in 2011. And uh, we started as a traditional agency, mainly focusing on branding and uh, other marketing activities. And, and we were lucky enough to, to ride the first wave of digital marketing with the the first wave of uh, social media back in 2000. And uh, quickly we adopted a new culture of how to deal with brands, how to deal with commerce at the very, very early stage or what we call now e-commerce. And with it, we expanded to be a hybrid agency. And what we mean uh, by hybrid agency, which is a one-stop shop for, for marketing activities, uh, starting from creation of the brand, uh, uh, to the brand structure, the tone of voice, eventually to the communication strategy, the campaigning, the ads, all that, uh, to handling the social media, creating the relationship between us and our customers, newsletters, all everything that we know today as a digital marketing and growing to it uh, horizontally to the production arm where we create the content, videography, the, for the pictures, uh, 3D animations, 2D animations, and eventually tapping into technology where we create apps, web apps, and everything related to that. And the thing that's the subject of our topic about e-commerce, around two years ago, or even three years ago, we opened our news department, which is what you call today growth marketing which is these are the guys that, uh, that create what uh, all the activities around e-commerce and we do that for our clients from setting up the shop the platform creating the strategy behind it all the user journey and everything they do to that so this is very quickly about uh, about firma queen and through, uh, along for the last 10 years we were lucky enough to witness a lot of 
businesses and brands migrating from the offline marketing and their offline activities to digital uh, marketing and eventually due to COVID today, the e-com wave has been accelerated very quickly and uh, this is a big part of what we do today. All our teams and the services, they go into this direction and all the different disciplines that, uh, that we cater to our clients. So this is quickly about us and uh, I'm curious to know really about where, how do you want to take the direction of this? Uh, now, first, I, before we proceed, I want to uh, thank you for your hard work on uh, the identity of DX Talk, working uh, for the last couple of months on the identity. And actually, we released our identity last week. And today, I just want, because there's many new people, our identity is uh, finalized. And then hopefully with this, it will be throughout uh, launched throughout our uh, platforms and social media. Uh, I want to thank you again for all the efforts. I want to thank the team because I know there's some of them. Uh, but I want to emphasize about the new identity that we have uh, done. And uh, in brief, if you just want to uh, highlight what was the changes uh, that we've done and where where uh, the new identity fits our talk today, our series. Okay, you're going to embarrass me because I'm not prepared for that. (laughs) (laughs) I have to thank you, can't I? Yeah, yeah, uh, thank you. uh, But as you know, I wasn't involved much in in the the project, so... (laughs) Not behind the rationale. <laughs> so let's give this question. No problem. No problem. No, 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 it's okay. Uh, prematurely before before it's time. So, yeah, because we're eager to start a new year with a new identity. Yeah, we have to we have to produce. Anyway, way to say we're late. <laughs> no, we're we're going good. Okay. I just want to jump first part, which is how can we take e-commerce today? There's many of us here. And with that, let me launch a poll and to better understand the audience. Okay, so I'm sure you've seen the, the poll. Please answer it for the next minute or so. And let me ask the first question. Today, there's a run and there's a rush on going to digital. There's a rush going to digital uh, transformation. There's a rush to go into e-commerce. Many companies have tried, many companies have failed, many companies have succeeded. What's the best way and what approach as a strategy, as a high-level strategy first before we dive in, in more? What's the first step or strategy they should think about before jumping onto the uh, e-commerce or the digital transformation wave? All right. First, let me start with an introduction about e-commerce and and saying that e-commerce is not that different than the traditional commerce or what what we used to know. So if you want to observe our real life in a way or in another way, which is eventually you have a small market, a small mini market. They are part of the trading and the commerce chain. We have the big supermarkets, the mega stores, we have uh, the Carrefour, we have all these, uh, regardless which, which industry, whether they were retailers or all that, there's a lot of different scales of e-commerce. And if you want to project it to the digital world, it's what's happening exactly the same. So e-commerce, it doesn't have to be always a big giant like Amazon in order for it to be into the e-commerce world. So a girl doing a, some jewelries, handmade jewelries, she's part of e-commerce. 
usually if we want to take in Lebanon, we, we used to see her in, in Biblos, in a small shop, putting a stand on, uh, on the corner and all that. Today, she has Instagram. So she used to do a commerce in a way or another to now she's doing it in a different way, using different tools, but eventually it's kind of the same thinking. Same for the giants and applies, uh, same rules applies uh, on the giants. So what I'm trying to say is the following. Following this day's discussion, there is no one mold to put all e-commerce into. Same like there is no one mold where we can fit all the business in our offline uh, commerce where we can fit it. So this is what I'm trying to say. So for the sake of this presentation or talk today, I'll be talking about medium to or the e-commerce that they can, they start small and eventually they are able or they're building their platform in order to go big. Because the the ones that they're doing uh, e-commerce through Instagram, whatever I'm going to say, that doesn't apply. So how to start? The first thing is to tackle the commerce part, which is the product part. And this is what we've seen for the last year and for the last two or three years. A lot of clients, when they come to us, they don't have the readiness when it comes to their product and their offering. And today, the good news is that a lot of industries or most of the industries, we can see them, they are succeeding on e-commerce. If I want to take a few steps back a few years ago, there's some certain rules, or we always said to our clients, there's some criteria that you need to check before succeeding uh, on e-commerce. One of them, you need to have a very unique product. The second one, you need to have extremely hot deals. Uh, uh, you need to have very competitive prices, etc. because as why, why, why should people uh, buy from, from your platform? Three, people will buy from you it, if it was uh, something artisanal, handcrafted, all this. And four, eventually, if they don't have access to it in their, in their city or wherever they, they're living. So today, these four criteria, they don't exist anymore. I don't need to check one of them in order to succeed on e-commerce. And this is what COVID accelerated to, to, a big, uh, to the biggest extent. But however, it doesn't mean that anything that I'm going to do on the platform is going to work. It doesn't have to be, I don't, don't assume that if I open a Shopify account or an account on e-commerce, I'm going to succeed. Eventually, I need to go back to the basics of the business and think about my business before cutting into e-commerce. And here, we always uh, suggest, we always emphasize on the pricing strategy, what are the products, the acceptance, the user acceptance of my e-commerce before even to launch it. So how do we know, do all this? There is a buzzword now today, which is we always use it, all the agencies use it, which is a discovery phase. A discovery phase, which where we study all these criteria, we study the business, we see the users, we do the testimonials with the users, we do the testimonials with all the stakeholders, if this product or this business will succeed on e-commerce. In reality, regardless of the buzzword of it, where we call it today discovery, discovery, it's not anything different than a business plan or a feasibility plan. It's just a different word, but eventually the essence is the same. So what we advise is to start, it's always go back to the business and let's study business, study the business itself, see how much there is a readiness 
in, into our processes, the, the business processes, uh, about the product. Are we late? Are we not late? If there is any acceptance, if there is any need, uh, our pricing strategy, etc., etc., etc. So this is where we start doing it. Eventually, if you want to be more tangible, we start. We always start with workshops. We always start with the interviews, gathering data, insights. This what we usually say the market research, and from it we can say or we can know or we can define our go-to-market strategy. And from it, we can say, okay, so now we can know we have a good product, we have a good pricing strategy, we have good positioning, we have all that, there is a user acceptance for whatever we're gonna do it, okay? And we've tested this before even launching. Then we start going into the user mapping, the user experience, eventually building the platform, which platform, Etc. Creating the CRM, etc., etc. So, a lot in come very common mistake which we always see the clients going to the technology companies because they may want a platform before doing anything. The technology company, the technology companies, they're excellent at what they do, which is building a technology or adapting a technology or taking modules and put them together or or whatever it is, but they will not solve the business dilemma. So they need to think about the business. And then what we advise, because we're usually the digital agencies, they've been into the digital marketing for the last 10 years. They know how to, or a lot of them, they know how to deal with e-commerce, which linking the business thinking with the technology thinking of the other companies. So don't jump directly to choosing which platform you, you want. Don't jump directly into, uh, if I go into this CRM, I'm gonna succeed. Or if I can do this, I'm gonna succeed. For me, these are all tools. I don't care about the tools as much as I care about the product itself, the commerce part, the acceptance, and then building a very smooth user experience, a very good branding when it comes to UI, uh, which continues. The, the user experience, and eventually I can go and adopt, adopt which platform I want to use. So this is very quickly about the first steps. And I hope I answered your question, Rudy. Uh, if you want yes, you did. You did uh, excellently. And uh, why was the question? Because I know many people fall in a, not, I won't call it a trap, but fall in kind of a problem or they, they want to rush things and now they are on, but online, but things in the back end they're not ready the processes are not ready the way they do things are not ready their leadership their uh, skills are not ready there's a lot of things that are not ready but they just want to sell because of the we understand there's a, a speed and necessity but it can come also the transformation can come fast but it has to come in a, a more organized way i just shared the the contacts of firas and myself so please uh, follow and the website of uh, Firma Queen. I just want to go and I want to share the results of uh, the poll. We have 52% uh, of our attendees uh, that are looking into building their own e-commerce. So actually, this is a very good audience today to learn and to get the lessons, get the secrets, possibly uh, get the tricks that you guys have passed in the last 
years uh, doing this and many successful companies have been transformed or, and went online due to your work and due to the even just online, you know, having a brand being there, yeah. having success uh, wherever uh, they can go, because I know it's beyond online or uh, e-commerce. So yeah. here, uh, Rudy, I just want to, to mention one thing. There's a big differentiation between the digit, what we call the digital products and the e-commerce uh -huh. platforms, even though both of them are actually e-commerce. You're doing commerce uh, digitally. But the digital products like, like Uber, like uh, Talabat, like all these, uh, they have different cases. Uh, it's a different case. They have different rules, and it's very tricky. And when it comes to e-commerce, here we're talking about uh, Amazon, Soul.com, and uh, all the, the rest uh, of these guys. And here, what, why I'm mentioning this, because the thinking is very different. Even though always we need to start from the discovery, the thinking, uh, the uh, testing the idea, if there's any acceptance for it, do they need it? Is a fear raison d'etre, whatever we're gonna create. But eventually, when it comes to the technology, there's a different approach. And I will tell you from our experience, I'm gonna tell you my point of view, maybe a lot of here in the room, they won't, they won't agree with me. But eventually, if I'm talking about the e-commerce, which are the platforms where I'm selling a service or I'm selling a product, for me, there's, my, my advice always to our clients is, don't waste your time into creating a platform from scratch. Don't even think about it. Don't, don't put any thinking into it or compare. Why do you need to reinvent the wheel when there's already ready-made platforms? They can do everything. And the least or the thing that we always avoid, which is going into any kind of customization. So already in the platform, which are the big, the big platform like Shopify, like WooCommerce, or even Magento or BigCommerce and all these, they almost have all the modules in the world. And if in all these modules I can't find what I need, I would say most probably you don't need it because they, they, they already thought about everything. So the more, we, you, the more you go into the trap, which is of the technology, you're going to get lost. Your business is to do commerce. That's what you do. What's, that's what you know how to do it. You know, if you are, let's say, a supermarket, if you are a retailer into fashion and all this, focus on your craft, focus on the business itself, which is the trading, the product, the pricing, uh, the brands, uh, uh, the, the aggregators, all that, and don't focus on the technology. That's not, not your thing. And there is no need for you to go into this trap. We've seen a lot of companies where they spend... Uh, Thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on the platform, and eventually they go into a loop and they, they don't get, they get out of it. While they've lost a very precious time, uh, a go-to-market time where they could be selling online, they could be learning, they could be enhancing their processes and all that. But if I'm going into a digital product, that's a different thing. That's totally different thing. So that's, a more, that's more challenging because eventually my product is the technology itself, it's the app itself, and it's the services that I'm selling on this app. So uh, so for the sake of, of this call, unless if anyone would like to talk about the digital uh, products, we're talking about the e-commerce. And my first tip would be, and this is what we always tell our clients, don't go into a creating your platform from scratch. That's a huge waste of time and energy. Most probably you will not get anywhere 
and try to avoid as much as possible the customization. The product, the, the, your platform is not a, an asset. It will never be. This, the URL is your asset. Your, maybe your Instagram page is your asset. Your ad is your asset. Your um, being recognized is your asset. But the platform itself, it's not your asset. You, you might replace it. You can find, we've seen a lot of international platforms that one day or a night, you go in and you see a different platform. They don't go there for the platform itself. They go for product, the brand, they like it, etc., etc. So that would be my first uh, advice. Yeah, I know I've discussed this with you before on uh, different occasions about building versus going, taking whatever is available, which has a lot of profits and a lot of ready-made and cost-wise is much more convenient for everybody because sometimes even we go into development of brand new offering, but in the end, we don't know how to manage it. We, it's too complex. It will take years possibly to, to produce and the whole project goes on another way. So this is possibly one of the quickest when you can get to go on e-commerce. Yeah, uh, great. It's like imagine Zara, they want to open a retail. So they build their own mall, their own roads, their own, they got their own generator and all that in order for them to open the store. So for me, that's a waste of time. So go to something that's ready, that's tested, that's reliable, and let your developers, your designers to use it, to, uh, to work on it and to build on it. And this is the same thing when it comes to CRM or ERP. Very, very, very few uh, companies, they build their own ERP or CRM. Why do you need to do that? Unless if there's a special case. So again, I'm just talking about the most common uh, cases, definitely. Yes, definitely. There's some cases that development is there, is needed. It's much, it's a different case. All right. So we're, we're talking here about tips and winning moves, if you want to call them. Sometimes we have challenges, all right? But before I ask actually the question, I just want to say uh, to our YouTube viewers, uh, please post your questions on YouTube. We can uh, pick them up and on Facebook also, if you have any question. And to our uh, local audience here, in on Zoom, please, if you have any question, either raise your hand or have it in the chat. We'd like this to be interactive as much as we can. I know uh, I've, I'm just seeing browsing who we have here. We have a homemaker, we have uh, software developers, we have uh, companies in the uh, digital uh, technologies, we have people from uh, Mexico, uh, we have people from uh, Dubai, we have a lot of friends here. I just want to see if, yeah. So let me go back to my question now. Again, I put down in the chat, WhatsApp group. That's an invite. So just plug it in and then you join our, our WhatsApp group. So to go back, after the winning moves, and what are the challenges that uh, companies are facing today? Uh, not just in Lebanon. We can start in Lebanon, but also I know you have, you start, okay, officially today, I, I will say it and then you will uh, continue on it. That officially today, we can say that Firma Queen is operating in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And a couple of months back, you opened also in Cyprus. And we'll get back to that. But first, tell us the challenges locally and, and then tell us about those things. Yeah, you mean the challenges for the e-commerce? Well, yes, yes. Since we started talking about the traps, uh, the second trap that comes to my mind, which is 
at the early phases, and the early, when I say early phases, I mean for the at least two or three years, don't fall into the trap of the logistics and the operation. That's very, 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 very challenging. And uh, already, which is already, you have a lot of very good logistics here in the uh, in the, in the region. Uh, all of them, uh, they they've been preparing themselves, and they have the, and today they have the readiness for to cater for a lot of e-commerce businesses. You have from the big internationals like uh, DHL and others. You have the the regional like Aramex and uh, and uh, and others. You have uh, Net. Uh, you have uh, local ones like Wakilni. You have a lot of people that are doing an excellent job, and uh, and this is the biggest challenge. Uh, that was definitely the biggest challenge or these were the champions uh, during the, this year, last year's uh, COVID uh, pandemic. But regardless of the pandemic, regardless of, uh, of everything, don't go into this. Maybe they're going to take a cut from, from your profit. Maybe they're going to take uh, the numbers. They won't, they won't uh, make sense uh, at first. But eventually, if you go into the operation, you're going to invest a lot into something that you haven't tested yet. So maybe you, let's say, let me take an example. If you're starting your e-commerce in Beirut, and eventually if you're thinking from day one to, okay, let me have my warehouse, let me go into my stock management system, let me update my, my ERP to fit uh, e-commerce, let me get my own drivers so I can go into the, the routing, uh, the pick and packing, I need to change my procedures and all that. Yes, maybe this is how it should be, but definitely this will take you a lot, um, a lot of time and a lot of energy. And definitely you will be learning along the way. But the difference here, which is you will be learning in your clients and you'll be harming your, your reputation along the way. So it's not like, for example, marketing where and you will be learning uh, how to market your product, how do you market your, your uh, e-com uh, along the way. Because if you did a bad marketing strategy, there is no harm. If you did a wrong targeting, there is no harm. What the harm is on you. You're losing your money. You're losing your time, which is in a way or another contained. But when it comes to logistics, you're going to get a bad reputation. The clients won't... Uh, and they, they're going to talk about you, about you're late, uh, uh, I got my product, they're, they're smashed, and all that. So, however, what you need to focus on, it's always I go back to the basic, which is the business, the business itself. And what is the business of e-commerce? Eventually, after, after you set up the, the, the initial phase, which is the discovery, the product, the commerce part, the strategy, the vendors, uh, all this, after it, you're going to see that Almost all your work will be in marketing. Almost all your work and all your concerns will be how can I get more traffic into my website? How can I have more? Uh, how can I elevate my, my, uh, my basket, uh, what you call AOV? How can I elevate the lifetime value of, of my customers? Uh, if I'm getting 10,000 customers per day, how can I make them 20,000? How can I make them 100,000, etc.? This is the core of, of your business. So after the first phase where you're setting up the business, you're going to do day and night, you're going to be working on marketing, 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 and what we call it's growth marketing and digital marketing. So the third phase should be the logistics and the operation. 
And this is where the optimizing, this is where maybe you can get an investor. Okay, I have a solid case study. I'm selling a lot. My margins are good. Uh, I'm getting, I would say, I don't know, 100 order per day, 1,000 order per day. I want to jump in to make them a 2,000 per day. So I want to increase my marketing and I want to have control over my stock, my warehouse, my logistics, et cetera, et cetera, if, depending on the, the industry. But from our, from our understanding, we cut them into phases. And what we really don't like and really what we always urge our clients uh, to, to do is don't, don't go into shortcuts. Don't start any business where you're setting up the business, you're taking control over your marketing, you're creating your own platform, and you're going into logistics. That's a 100% recipe for failure. In our, in our perspective, focus on the business. Then for a long period, at least one year, two years, focus on marketing, getting traffic. This is how the value of the business of your e-commerce platform will increase. If you're getting an investor, if you're getting, uh, I don't know, you, you're exiting uh, prematurely about it, why not? Uh, but don't go into lo logistics and warehousing. And in a real estate understanding, this might be an asset, having your warehouse, uh, your logistics, your people. But from my understanding and my point of view and from our observation, these are a uh, liability and they, they will make you slower uh, and they will let you move much, um, much slower than how you're supposed to do. And this, is, this will be our, our second tip. And for us, this is a killer. And the third one, which is never underestimate data, never underestimate data. So what do I mean by this? Data for us, it starts from day one. And this is where when, whenever we're creating um, the user experience and you, the user journey, which are the, the, the result are the, what we call the wireframes. If you've seen it before, they are uh, boxes and some design elements. If the work was very well done, and this is how it should be, we put from day one where we want to monetize the product, where we, where we want to, for people to go, where we want to sell them, uh, what are the triggers, and all that. And, and how do we measure our ideas? So we need from day one to integrate a few of them, very well known of them. There you have Flurry, if you have uh, Max Panel, you have uh, Google Analytics, Tag Manager. There's a zillion one, there's one called Segment. Each one of them, they do a few things. Eventually, these tools, they will let you know what people are doing on your platform, how they're behaving. They will allow you to test your, your e-commerce. They will let you enhance it and make it better. Because going back to after you start operating, as I said, your main focus will be to get more users on the website, more traffic, definitely in the target audience that we want. So let's call them quality traffic. So if you want to go back to the basics of the sales, which are, we're going into a funnel. So let's say I have 100,000 people going to my website where 10% will leave immediately. Another 30%, they're going to go for one minute. Uh, they're, they're seeing, they're considering the website. Other, others are churning and churning and churning eventually for me to do. So this is how it works. And this is why e-commerce can go big. And this is why it creates a lot of buzz. Because from day one, you can get 100,000 people going to, to your website. 
So the challenge is what? And this is with the, the role of the marketing and this is the marketeers and this is the role of, of the client itself, which is at first will be, okay, if I'm getting 100,000 people on my website, which is not a big number, great. And I'm doing 100 sales per day. So for me, you might go two ways, either to get double the number, 200,000 uh, customers, so you can get 200 sales, or you can keep the 100,000 people going in and you can increase it by 1%, which is you're doubling your numbers, et cetera, et cetera. So the conversion rate, and this is what we call the conversion rate, the conversion rate of the people going into my website and selling are very small numbers. That means this is the opportunity where if I enhance my platform, if I enhance my offering, if I put the right product in the right banner at this right time for the right audience, easily I can double my number and make them even much more than doubling them. So I cannot do that if I can't know what people are doing on my platform. I can, if I have no idea where people are going, how they're behaving, who are they, uh, if I cannot track them back, if, uh, for example, Firas uh, bought from, from me a red pen, and uh, for me, I have a category for all the red products, and, and created a cohort, which is a grouping of people that they like red products. Whenever I have a new item, uh, I don't know why I took this example, but let me continue with it. If I took, an, uh, if I want to, every month I'm getting a new red item. So that's an opportunity for me to keep on selling Firas. Not for one, not for two times, three times, or maybe two years. If I don't have the access to who's Firas, how he, he behaved on my platform, what he did, what are the favorite things, when he's coming back, I cannot send him an emailer just for all my red products. And this is what we call an LTV, which is a lifetime value, which is Everyone going into my platform is an opportunity for me to hook him, to sell him, to sell him again and again and again and again. And eventually, this is what we, going back to the, to the basics of, of the business and the commerce and real life, this is what we call loyalty programs. This is what we call real fans. This is what we call real customers for, let's say it was a restaurant. It's the same, it's, these are the same basic rules. E-commerce didn't create anything else. It just changed the tools. It came the same mentality, but it added what we call the urgency. Working on e-commerce, it has an urgency like, I assume, like never before in, in the history of, of commerce. So the time element is very important. It's very important. And this is a very important tip that we give to our clients, which is, you need to be fast, you need to act fast, you need to deliver in a very quickly, a very, uh, using a very uh, quick medium. And when people talk to you, they expect a fast answer. Unless if we're talking in some niche uh, industries that uh, all that is not applicable, but again, I'm just giving a, a broad guidelines about, uh, about everything. So if you, Rudy, I hope I answered again your question and uh, if you want me to dig deeper into one area, please let me know. Yes, and we have some questions that we will be taking. We have uh, Ahtisham from uh, Bahrain, Ahtisham Rabbani. Ahtisham, do you mind opening your mic and asking question directly? I think she left. All right. Uh, yes, I'll get yes, back yes, to yes sure. Ah, you are, okay. Yeah. Hi, how are you? 
Hi. Yes, my name is Ahtisham. I posted. Do you mind asking the question directly? Uh, I know you asked two, three questions. Can you ask one just to join them all together? Yeah, actually, I I started e-commerce business in Bahrain recently, and I like to grow it, grow my business. So, is there any tips to grow this business? Because I did not take any training or anything from anyone. Yeah. So how, I was just. How, how are you selling uh, now? You're selling directly through Facebook and Instagram through private messages. Yeah, yeah, from Facebook pages and Instagram, uh, Facebook boost. Okay. Do you mind telling me what's the industry? What are the products that you're selling? Yes, I started from footballs. Uh, I'm from Pakistan, so we make our own football, handmade. So I started from football, and then I imported some clothes from Pakistan to Bahrain, most likely like uh, for women, women clothes. And then I uh, I did some drop shipping locally here. Okay. Um, and then yeah, there are a lot of mixed products. Like uh, mainly, I'm going for leather products, uh, textile. And do you, do you know? Have you studied why people are buying from you? Uh, did I study what? Have you studied, or can you give me a clear answer why people are buying from from your Facebook uh, and Instagram page? Is it the price? Is it uh, is it uh, very competitive? What's the main reason? Yeah, it's the price and the quality because no one is giving this quality in this price in Bahrain. Everything is very expensive if you want it in in a good quality. So I am giving them the good quality in affordable price because it's my own product. So I just ship it from Pakistan to Bahrain and then sell it on my own prices. Right. And uh, do you have a small operation? Do you have a lot of expenses or just uh, you and uh, uh, and the pages? No, no, just only pages and nothing else. I'm doing packing and delivery or everything by myself. Okay, let me tell you one thing that the first thing that you need to consider, which is since people uh, are buying due to the price and you tell me, you told me about the quality and that price, if you go into e-commerce, which is a platform where you will have to do a good branding, you need to have some professional photography, uh, you need to know how to maintain it, that means more expensive. Then that means more ex ex uh, expenses. So... If your model, which is based on low cost, low maintenance, and it's working, keep on doing the same thing. Sometimes upgrading, it's not the, it's not the smartest uh, thing to, uh, to do. So it depends about why people are coming to, to your store. If I, if I want, I'm going to give you an example. Let's say in Bahrain or Saudi Arabia or Beirut or anywhere in this region, we always see some small food snack. Uh, food places where they serve street food and we can see that there's a lot of buzz around them and people they like this they like this experience regardless the price but they, they like this experience and a lot of time we see these places they go into a bigger shop a nicer shop a much cleaner shop a must a more branded shop and we can see that they lose the hype because either they have to increase their prices or people, they like the experience as it is because it, it was genuine, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not, I cannot say if this is the, the, the case, yes or no. But if this is the case and people, they like this, 
They like your shop as it is, if it's working. So increase the budget there. Try to as much as possible, if the, the price is a big important factor in your offering, try to maintain it. Upgrading isn't always the, the smartest uh, thing to do. If it's working, keep on, uh, keep on doing the same thing. Uh, other than that, if you're insisting on going into a platform, if you don't have the developers, I would say probably go to Shopify.com, which is an amazing platform, very easy to handle, very easy to use. You can set it up yourself. You can use some ready-made templates. You can choose your colors and upload your pictures, etc., etc. If you're going into an agency, I would say I would, my advice would be to go into WooCommerce, which is very similar to Shopify, but it needs uh, more people involved around it. And one last tip I would tell you that definitely, if you need, if you have to invest into something, invest into the pictures and the, the photography. Um, this is how you sell your product. This is how you show that uh, the quality. This is how you show the angles, how they show you the, 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 the true colors. So the most faithful or not the most, the more appealing your pictures are, the higher your conversion rates will be. Thank you for that. Let me ask you a question which is related on the topic. Uh, and I have a question also from YouTube, but I'll take it in a bit. Uh, regarding why digital marketing uh, is very important for growth and how can people tap onto this? You mentioned a lot of things now uh, to answer him, but can you also mention some other things to think about, some tips, some winning moves or something? Can you define in which area so I can give you a more precise? Digital marketing and growth. Well, when it comes to, to growth marketing, growth marketing is just like, uh, like a web, okay? And it's taking the, again, the fundamentals of sales techniques where people are driven by two forces, I would say emotions and rational thinking. So this is how all salesmen, whenever they go into, uh, whether they were in retail stores or whether it's selling real estate or whether in whatever industry, if they got a proper training, they always tell them that know your audience, what they're, they're thinking and feeling at that moment where you're doing uh, your pitch. But we're dealing with the humans. And you can see their reactions. You can see their facial expressions. You can see that they are tired. They, they can see if you're sending a guy and uh, you can see that his wife doesn't want, to want him to buy the suit, okay? This, a good salesman will know how to convince the, the, the woman because it shows that she's the main influencer in, 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 in that area. Anyways, but how a marketeer or how a salesman can do that through a screen? There is no facial expressions. There is no reaction. There is no good interior to impress the client. There's nothing. There's one picture. There's posts. There's ads. There's all that. So eventually, what we work on is what we call conditioning. And conditioning is a very important philosophy that we adapt in growth marketing. And let me explain myself. If I go, for example, and I pitch the idea of if you want a clean water, buy from no, and someone clicked on this post and they went to the e-commerce platform. For me, that's enough indicator that they might be a, a good potential client. Because before they click, most probably this post was seen by around 1,000 people and one of them clicked. So at least I have a good chance with this 
person that clicked. So when they're going to go into my website, and if they went out of my website, let's say for less, or they went into my website for less than 20 seconds, I would say that this guy clicked on, on the app, on the, on the post by mistake. So I can ditch him outside the farm. But I can put my trigger, which, okay, anyone that spent more than 20 seconds off of my website, or one minute on my website, let me start tracking them. And this is where I can start conditioning my, my potential client. And what do I mean by it? If I want to take a few techniques, I can put a rule, anyone leaving the website, let him show him a pop-up message saying, okay, you're going to get a 10% discount. But I cannot do that on a mobile app. I, I can only do it on a desktop. Then he left the website. If he was searching for Nova flavor mint, I can follow him with the ads of Nova flavor mint. If he was seeing the ad and he didn't do a reaction after two days, another automation is put into action, which is I'm going to tell him, okay, listen, buy a pack of six and you're going to get a 10% discount. And then I run it. Some of them, they're going to go and buy it. Some of them, they're going to keep waiting. Others, they want more arguments, more ideas. Here, again, I might be sending a service, I might be sending a product, but I'm just giving an example of a product. Let's say uh, we have lawyers in the room here, and they're sending uh, tele-lawyership. I'm not sure what the word is. And they want to convince uh, the people. First time, they cannot tell them, okay, listen, my platform uh, does this. You can go into most common Q&A. You can subscribe for $10 and you can per month and you can get all these services, all the legal advices, all the documents that you need, etc., etc. They didn't buy it. I keep on running for one week. Another week, I keep running another ads, another type of ads, another message when I keep on telling them, etc., etc. So what I'm trying to say is what we do in these automations, and this is the growth marketing, we try to replace this ideal salesman where depending on how much time the negotiation is taking, depending on the reaction of the people, how much interested they are, if he's coming back to the same shop for several times looking at the same item, most probably he just needs a bit of discount and he's going to buy we take the same principles, the same philosophies, and you put them into action through content that is pre-prepared, okay, that's ready beforehand, that we take as much as scenarios possible, and we run them, and we put automations and triggers, when to show, what to show, when to stop, and when to say, okay, enough, we spent a lot of money on this potential client, it's not going to buy, and when do we continue? And this, Rudy, uh, it differs a lot from an industry to an industry. And this goes back to the business, which depends on how much time I need to spend on my client. Let me explain. And it depends on the, the, the net margin. So, for example, if I want to say in H&M, in H&M, you can see that the salesman doesn't give you a lot of time and a lot of attention because the profit margin per customer, per basket is very low. They cannot afford to give each potential client the, the attention that, they, that, he, that he, he needs or he expects. However, if I'm going to buy a Lamborghini, you can see that the salesman, he invites me to the office. I didn't buy a Lamborghini. I wish I did. But however, 
he invites me to, to his office, he offered me an espresso, he spent some his time, he, probably he would put his mobile on, on, silent, on silence, he would give me all the attention, he might invite me to a dinner if I knew that I'm a potential client, etc., etc. They might spend a lot of time, a lot of effort for months and months because they know that when they sell me, it will, uh, or the numbers will make sense how much effort they put into, into, into me. So this is, how, this is how it works in a way or another. How much time I need to spend. Another tip it will be based on the product itself. If I'm buying, for example, a car, a decision to buy a car might take up to two years, three years from the moment that I decide I need to buy a new car to the moment that I actually buy the new car. So here the brands, if I went to the BMW website or another website, they might afford keep on tracking me for one year or two years. It makes sense. However, for Samsung, if they want to sell me a mobile, it doesn't make sense. Because from the moment that I decide I need to buy a new mobile, it takes me much, it takes me less time to, to do the action. It might take me up to six months, maybe nine months, but not more than that. If I decided to change my mobile, I will not wait three years to change it. And this is where a, a lot of triggers, they change. A, a lot of timings, they change based on how. And eventually, the, what I'm trying to say, it, it depends on how much it's worth investing on a customer client, how much impulsive the, my product is, uh, how much the impulsive decision towards my product, what's the reaction? Is it something that is rationally thinking? Is it emotional? Is it et cetera, et cetera. And we all know that it's a part of it is rational, part, part of it is emotion. Okay. However, let me explore a bit on this point. This is an example that I always tell my team, I always tell my, my client, and honestly, I love this example because it says a lot. Rudy, I know that you are an iPhone user, user right? No, <laughs> I changed oh, recently, so <laughs> I changed recently. Okay, that's good news at least. Okay, for iPhone users, or I know that you've been an iPhone user for a long yeah, time. Yeah, for a while, yeah. For a while. Usually, if today Apple announced that they're going to have new iPhone 17, and you've seen it, and it created a desire to you, you've decided to buy it on the same day that it was launched. The, the idea is when you're going to buy it. It's not when you've decided to buy it. So... And I'm going to give you an example that you, I'm sure you're going to relate to. Very few, they go to an iPhone place or an, an Apple store, and they, they look at the iPhone and they compare, should I buy an iPhone or should I buy a Samsung? They don't do that. They already decided that they're going to buy an iPhone. They go to Apple store to decide on which color and to make sure and to validate their, their choices. So why I'm giving this example to say that this is an emotional decision that was done before mm -hmm. I even have a relationship with Apple store, the place, right? When it comes to e-commerce, I have these champions. I have these products. They are the champions if my, my store was, was hosting them. So I need to know where to put them. This one. Two. I need to understand that some of the, the things that I'm going to sell are emotionally driven, just like people when they uh, buy an iPhone. And some of them are rationally driven, which I need to give them the specs. I need to explain the difference. They need to compare. 
They need to put one phone against the other phone. They can put them. They're going to rotate them. They're going to put them on the wish list. They're going to go back. They're going to go in. They're going to discuss it with someone, etc., etc. So if my platform doesn't handle all these data and I'm blind, I can't see the behavior, my only chance to succeed is to have only Apple product on my website, whatever I'm selling or Apple uh, things very, very relevant to this position. And this is a unicorn that doesn't exist. So this is why I need to go back and understand which products are people comparing, putting the, pre- putting the technical uh, spectrum, sending them uh, a newsletter after or an emailer after they've seen this product, that this product that you put on your wish list one month ago, now it's your birthday, I need to know your birthday come and pick it up, it's ready for you because we love you, we're going to give you 15%, et cetera, et cetera. Because this is how in real life we act. This is how we could say- You're actually building a relationship here. Exactly. Uh, So uh, just to summarize this last part, it focuses more on the data itself. How much can you actually get data, uh, go in the data, uh collect of course the much needed data and knowing and actually letting the data talk in a way so if you're not today getting the data you're not really in on a, on the on towards success because you're going to be losing a lot of things on the way customization that special centricity of the customers that uh, feelings of the customers like you you just said uh, now for you give me an idea uh, about the birthday okay so i don't actually collect birthdays and i never thought of that but now i think i should be collecting because i need to automate this in the, in the background because i do collect uh, data for uh, just letting notifying users what's latest, what's greatest. But I never, you know, wanted to customize it. But for this, such an example, you know, I need data. If I don't have the data, I cannot build that long-term relationship. I'm not selling anything here. I'm just having a relationship and bringing value towards the participants. So you need such a thing. And this is where, you know, all of what you said uh, falls in. And uh, yeah, listen, uh, Rudy. From uh, definitely, I agree with everything that uh, that uh, you've said, and we're aligned on it. But uh, I want to just put something out there, which is collecting the data. It's not the challenge because there's a ready-made tools that they do that. Okay, so it might be a challenge for a bank. It might be a challenge for an ERP. It might be a challenge for. I don't know what kind of big data companies for different industries, but for our industry, this is not the challenge. You have the tools. You need the right people to tell you where to integrate on which events, which means which buttons, where, where I want to know, what I want to know. And these, these tools will get you the data. The real challenge is on two ways. One, reading the data. Three, what I'm going to do with this data. So what I'm going to do with this data, it goes back to marketing. And this is what marketing is about. There's a need. There's a behavior. There is a certain, uh, I wouldn't say, uh, habits that's happening in my store. Okay. What should I be doing with it? And this is the way the creativity is. And this is where the commerce thinking is. This is where I need to know how to monetize it. So that's the real challenge. It's not about getting the data. 
it's there. Yes, yes. It's how to use it, how to how drive to, it. Yes. How to drive it and what kind of content and what are the things that will trigger my audience to do a reaction, the reaction that I need. And uh, you opened a, a nice, uh, not question, that big companies sometimes suffer from, uh, I'm not going to say data, but they suffer from uh, uh, compliance, they suffer from complexity, they suffer from uh, internal processes. And that is where, not to go into the big companies, this is where I have a question which we'll take in a few minutes uh, with Eli. Uh, I think uh, the competitive edge of a smaller, more agile uh, companies, uh, even bigger ones, but well uh, for, formated and they have a better way of understanding and better system possibly, uh, they can you know maneuver faster. Because I've been in the corporate world for the last 19 years and I've seen how they uh, they they work in the corporate world when i left uh, the corporate world it was you know oh my god there's a lot of things where you know that now uh, the doors are all open everything is acceptable everything is you know before mentioning the cloud was not allowed now uh, i don't want to go into you know we used to invest five and six and seven million dollars into data centers where now i don't need to do all of this investment all i have to do is go and rent out uh, a cloud uh, from whatever it is because I don't have those complications. I don't have, I don't want to, you know, go and do customization for something very specific. Uh -huh. I'm going to take uh, the question from bad boys on the block. This is the disruption. Actually, you know, I think one of the success of uh, Firma Queen is playing traditional because there's many agencies uh, out there. And I think many of them are also uh, being challenged today because they want to take the business from A to Z and develop it customized. This is one of the things that they do. And I, I remember discussing this with you. And where as you come and say, you know, I don't want to develop anything for you. Let's go and adopt whatever is there and do the minute ad, uh, customization for you to get on board and act quickly, you know. Yeah. Other agencies know we want to sell you software, we want to sell you coding, we want to sell you this, we want to sell you that, hardware and special tools. And that, this is a very big disruption, you know, in the way of working. Listen, this big disruption, you might need it along the way. Okay. But I don't think anyone will know what they will need before they hit the market. And this is one of the main, main differences between e-commerce and the traditional world, which you can test your business before going online. You should test your business before going online. So this is why we do this discovery phase and we do the testing on, uh, on the user acceptance, on the user interface and all that, how they're behaving. Uh, we, we do this test. And after this test, when we go, we go online, we even test it. We keep on testing. And this is why we optimize. We have the privilege to optimize. The king of optimizing the, the user experience are Facebook. We all have Facebook on our phone. Every week we can see they add a button, they move something, they add something, they knew a new feature, they kill a feature. Uh, or Google, they created a zillion of apps and they kill, they kill most of them. For them, they're not afraid about this, even though they're, they're big corporates, but they don't follow this corporation mentality, which everything should be 100% healed and 100% tested for them. Let's set the market and see if the people will like it. So the readiness for e-commerce for us, it's not on the platform itself. It's not on the technology itself. It's very important, yes, but 
eventually the work has been done by, by giants. It's on the mentality. This is the readiness that you need. It's the mentality which is to hit the audience, uh, the market very quickly, to be flexible, to adapt to uh, the urgency of time, to have a very, very deep knowledge about how people are behaving on the digital. Digital marketing is not social media. It's, it's for me, it's demotivating that I'm still till 2021 saying that digital marketing is not social media. Definitely it's not social media. Social media is a platform that I put on it whatever I need. I put on it content marketing. I put on it advertising. I put on it branding. Put on it PR, which is the influencer marketing. All all the traditional marketing disciplines are all the same. Nothing nothing had changed. What changed is instead of putting them on the newspaper or putting them on TV, I'm putting them on a social media. And this is what social media is about. So this this readiness that is needed and this readiness about uh, that is expected. And here I need to tackle one thing. One of the main key elements, which is it's needed from phase one, which is the customer service. The customer service on e-commerce platform, it's king. And one of the things that I always talk about, which is WhatsApp. WhatsApp, it's a great tool for customer service. I don't need to have this big customer service center for uh, or a special tool to, to deliver a great customer service experience. This might be annoy a lot of people, but being a marketeer, I need to follow where the people are. And today, people are on WhatsApp. Are on WhatsApp. If the people are on WhatsApp, if the people have an acceptance for our WhatsApp, if people, they like to use WhatsApp for business, and this is, was a kind of, not a, it, it was a kind of red line for businesses a few years back, because we shouldn't do business over WhatsApp. But today, where all businesses, all CEOs, all executives, all team members when they're working in a the company, they all communicate through WhatsApp. People, they like to talk to, to the agent through WhatsApp. So if they like to do that, that's it, WhatsApp, as simple as it is. So, but eventually, customer service is a very important factor in e-commerce. It's the king for two reasons. One, people, they expect an answer very quickly. And this is for me an opportunity that I might lose. Two, a my customer experience service agent is my salesman. And he's my only human intervention that I have or human connection that, that I have with this, with this person. And that's it. So for me, a customer service agent or how we like to call it, a customer success agent is a fundamental player in all the e-commerce realm. And training them, working on them, motivating them, work, having um, uh, shifts, working to, uh, uh, over weekend, and all that, that's for us a fundamental thing. And for us, it's the easiest uh, tool. You don't need a license. You can hit it very quickly, answer your customer very quickly, be friendly, except uh, if your positioning doesn't allow you to, to be friendly. But don't be afraid to talk to people because... If you don't talk to them on WhatsApp or talk.io or whatever is the other tool or Instagram Messenger, depending on where people are going, I need to follow them. Thank you, Firas. I just want to say thank you to our uh, audience. Really, you are great. Uh, there's a lot of questions. 
we're going to go now into the uh, Q&A, more uh, focus on the Q&A. Firas, due to the time, I want you to answer them because they are very interested, very interesting questions. But I want you to be a little bit uh, brief on the... And if anything is nobody, you know, I don't want to keep everyone on. Uh, if anybody wants to stay, I will move you to a breakout room uh, for more of, you know, focused, uh, possibly focused uh, discussion and we'll, we'll fine tune it there. So I want you to answer if you're not, I'm not going to say you're not satisfied, but because I'm sure Firas will satisfy your question. But uh, if you want more information, how to do more things, please uh, hang on and then we can go to a breakout room after this. The first question I want to take, Eli. Eli, please uh, go uh, unmute yourself and uh, ask the question. We have three questions, one from Eli, one from Talar, and uh, from our YouTube, we have two, uh, Hiba and Front Row Gear. I don't know actually who is Hiba Hamadi. Uh, we'll start with Eli and then we'll move on. Hello, guys. Uh, Eli, Hello. I want you also to be brief because you asked yes. two, three questions. If you want, you can stay later on and then we'll... Uh, Yes, all right, all right. Uh, actually, I'm an entrepreneur, and uh, uh, recently we've launched delivery and logistics startup, and we've been drawn in the sea of operation. We don't have that digital uh, footprint. So I just wanted to ask a brief question that we don't sell goods, we sell service. How can, how can we uh, make this possible? You mentioned also you're you're growing and you want to move to UAE, if I'm not mistaken. To, to Qatar and to Bahrain, okay. eventually in 2021. Yes. Our clients say that our service is five stars. We are almost almost the best. We, we are client-oriented, but we want to take it to a next level. We want to uh, sell ourselves. That's it. For our uh, online cu customers, we have more than 100 uh, customers with thousands of, of orders. We've uh, executed thousands of orders in the six months. So now it's a break to take and take the right decision and think of the next level. So I just wanted an advice, a precise advice. All Thank right. you, uh, but Elia, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get the, the, the question. So you're telling, you're asking me what is the next step? Or you, the next step is you need to get more customers and you're telling me how to do this. I, I, actually, we don't want more customers to be, to have more customers. I want to maintain our, uh, our level of service. I want to take the, the startup to next level. I don't know how, how uh, with digital uh, transformation, the online, I really don't know. I'm I'm an I am an operation man. So you you're drowned with operations, but exactly. now you want to keep the 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 customer service and customer satisfaction high. Exactly, this is the okay. point. Uh, all right, I'm not finding a, a short answer. So, do you um, mind at least staying till the end, and then yeah, we'll get yeah. back to that? Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll go in a breakout room, and then we'll. I come. might take another hour just for this question. Eli, do you <laughs> mind staying? Actually, I have a call at at seven o'clock Beirut time. So, ah, okay. so unfortunately, I cannot stay. Right. I just uh, we we can we can find a way to to discuss. Yeah, this. yeah. It's much or maybe to do that. All right. Uh, please send me your contact private, and then we'll uh, we'll fine tune this with. Uh, I will. With, I will. I will. With the team. Also, 
Yes. All right. I'm going to take the other one. Uh, Talar, please uh, ask your question. Um, hello. Hi. Can you hear me? We can hello. hear you clearly. Yeah. Okay. So I was asking that, uh, let's say you have you have an e-com platform and you've already been using it. You're already selling. You already see that uh, the sales are good. Um, when do you when do you know or what is an indicator for you to shift onto having your own own program and your own coded coded uh, e-com platform? All right, uh, Talar. Unfortunately, because of course you know that Shopify has limitations. Yeah, in in that sense. All right. Uh, depending on which limitation you're talking about, if uh, but I will always defend not having your own code. Never, 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 ever. Whatever is the uh, the how however however the the business is growing, and all that. Uh, if you're not satisfied with Shopify, definitely you can shop around for for others. There's there's Magento. You have WooCommerce. You can try BigCommerce. You can do uh, competitive tables. You can even they they can do you some demos. You can see uh, a lot of agencies that that uh, they are the middleman. They can you can see uh, which platform is better, but However, the complicated your operation is, unless if you're 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 you have a you have a disruptive uh, um, service that you're selling or something that's very new that you you don't need uh, uh, or these ready-made platform they don't cater to. Uh, so that depends. You need to tell me the idea so I can tell you which one. But other than that, for me, always go for ready-made platforms. Uh, we've, again, as I said, I'm not sure if you were from the beginning. For me, I, we've seen a lot of clients. They, they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. They spend years in development, and they reach nowhere. And most probably, they will need, reach nowhere. And uh, it's like you're, you want to, to, to write uh, a text, and uh, you create your own program uh, instead of word, uh, using Word. Why do you need to do that? If the technology is not your business, why do you need to create your own code and your own program? Did I answer your question, Talar? Yes, definitely. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a question from uh, YouTube. The question is from Hiba Ahmedi. How could we comfort the customers to switch to e-commerce, knowing that many people would feel safer to continue the traditional way? Uh, this is uh, It has a lot of uh, culture and uh, different things related. Uh, Firas, if you can give some tips, uh, how do you onboard and how do you help your customers uh listen uh fighting the a, a losing battle for me it's it's a, it's a wasted energy in that sense that whoever doesn't like e-commerce don't try to convince them definitely the traditional business will will go nowhere e-commerce will grow e-commerce definitely will grow much bigger than what it is today but it will never replace the, the retail and the, the, the offline world. It will never replace it. So uh, for me, there is no need to... You're going to always have people that like e-commerce and they buy online and they shop online and they like these digital products and you're going to always have people that they want to, uh, to shop to have a different experience. And uh, there is no need to convince people. What you need to work on and your marketing is for people that already adopted uh, e-commerce, they already have the readiness, they already have the acceptance, work on them and don't try to convert, convert the others. I just want to read out something. Uh, this is last year, uh, actually beginning of last year. Uh, 
But I think now the numbers will shift due to the COVID and uh, all of these confinements and how things have changed in 2020. It says that e-commerce worldwide is $3.5 trillion in revenue and are projected to be by 2022, which is, you know, just another two and a half or three years from from that report, to 6.5, which is double. But I think now with with COVID and all of this uh, changing, all of the behaviors, uh, you know, digital transformation has been compacted, two, three years have been compacted in a few months or a few months, things are taking another toll. There's a big market of uh, uh, change and this market size is definitely changing. But as Firas said, uh, if the customer will not on board, he will be kind of uh, in, a, in, in his own ways doing his own things. But the majority will be uh, going through uh, these uh, onboarding uh, new technologies. Let me see if there's any other yeah. questions. Uh, Hiba, I hope if we answered you one thing, and I'm, I, I know that I'll be shooting myself in the leg. Uh, uh, I no. hope there's, we don't have somebody here man, on the software development uh, where they are selling, you know, customized uh, because they will be shooting themselves. <laughs> there was, but I, they will I, be shooting me. But I can tell you one thing: <laughs> subscriptions and Netflix and uh, uh, online services. Myself, I've never bought something online, and I know that I'll be shooting myself in the leg saying that. But they, you have a lot of people that they have. They're, uh, they're avant-garde in their, in their business fields. Uh, they are on top of the digital industries, but simply they don't, uh, they don't buy online. So this is a, a, a proof that a lot of people will convert, but a lot of people, they don't convert. And this is, comes to the experience, what kind of experience you want. Okay, I'm just trying to see if there's any questions. Meanwhile, I have posted the feedback survey. Uh, please, uh, we would really uh, love to listen and to hear your feedback, the more you give us feedback or the more you rate us uh, and then tell us where we have done great or where we have not done great, it would be uh, much appreciated uh, because we will always learn and you are our priority. And I just want to see if there's any other questions. Anybody has a question, please raise your hand and go directly. Uh, if anybody wants to connect with Firas uh, more on this platform, also raise your hand. I've shared the contacts and I will share them again of Firma Queen and the company. So uh, I'm going to start concluding. Firas, if you have any last words about final, let's call them tips or, uh, you know, recommendations. So yeah, can- I have one quick thing for uh, Talar, if she's still with us. Uh, Talar, uh, if you're facing uh, difficulties with Shopify, uh, it might be that you need to integrate more Shopify and uh, more tools. It doesn't have to change the platform. Just consider that. If you're facing difficulties with getting the data, tracking, uh, the marketing modules, the, you always have uh, super tools that you can uh, integrate it with Shopify. Uh, substituted tools, uh, Google and other uh, ones, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they're not sub- they, they're, they are an add-on and they're but- very important. So that depends on the case. I can't tell. We have a nice comment from uh, Muhammad Fahili. I totally get you because I think the new generation are more connected. He says, I don't shop online nor I do order food, but my children, they do everything online. E-commerce and evolutionary process. I relate with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think this is 
a very uh, applicable uh, scenario. I think the millennials uh, are born with technology today, so everything for them, uh, they must be sharp, quick, and uh, looking good. So uh, with that, I will start concluding. Uh, I want to thank all the participants today and for you who stayed, uh, much appreciated. Uh, Mohamed Rushdi, thank you for staying. And uh, guys, Maurice, uh, David, uh, Rodney, uh, Patrick, Asil, and uh, the rest of the guys. Uh, and thank you all who participated from the world. Uh, I know, you know, every week we are discovering uh, different people from around the world. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, hopefully this uh, program is growing. Um, thank you, Mohammed, again. Uh, and with that, I will start concluding. And Rudy, also from Dubai, you know, he's, he's always there. <laughs> thank you a lot. He's, uh, he's named like me. So there's the two Rudys here. So I want to thank you all. I want to thank Firas for your uh, valuable uh, input. I think people, uh, they got a lot of answers. I think this is one of... I'm not going to say the best session that I had, but the most you know, satisfying session because uh, people, I think, were interactive. They were uh, asking from you know, a problem and a challenge they faced, and somehow you were able to give uh, answers. If we did not answer you, please communicate to us. Uh, we would really appreciate uh, getting back uh, to as much as you can. Please join our WhatsApp group and don't forget to rate us. The more you rate us, the more we understand better. So thank you again. And I'm just posted here the group. Smash that uh, like button on the group and we'll see you there. And we'll see you soon, hopefully next week. With that, thank you all. Thank you, Firas. We will conclude now. Thank you, Rudy. Thank you for having us. Thank you, guys.